You are now tuning into the Beautifully Misconstrued Podcast. Hi, beauties. Welcome to the Beautifully Misconstrued Podcast with Felicia Hart, where there will be a bi-weekly open conversation about bringing awareness to African-American women within today's society. The Beautifully Misconstrued Podcast is a space created to empower African-American women to overcome the challenges of dating and become aware of the unhealthy behaviors that contribute to their dating habits. This audio series will help bring recognition to African-American women to become aware of their inner resilience to break generational curses within the African-American community. Before I get started with tonight's episode, I just want to give you a quick introduction of who I am, what my background is in, and what I plan on bringing to the Beautifully Misconstrued podcasting platform. I am a 23-year-old African-American young woman from Baltimore, Maryland, born and raised, and currently residing in Prince George's County, Maryland. I recently just graduated from Bowie State University with my Bachelor's of Science degree in Child and Adolescent Studies, and I'm currently studying to receive my Master's degree in Social Work from the prestigious Howard University in Washington, D.C. I'm also in the process of becoming a Certified Life and Relationship Coach. My long-term goal is to become a marriage and family counselor and be able to open up my own practice so I can be able to reach out to those African-American families and children who are in need of help and wanting to be able to better themselves. Even by using my beautifully misconstrued podcasting platform, I feel like this will allow me to be able to reach out to those within the African-American community, especially as it relates to young, vulnerable African-American women who are consistently looking in the wrong direction for the type of men that they're choosing to be in relationships with and how that can become very, very detrimental to African-American women's mental well-being and their children in the long run. I do believe that my podcasting platform can allow me to bring awareness to African-American women and be able to empower them to see that there is light at the end of the tunnel and that they are worthy of becoming the wife, the mother, and the hard worker. In the very first episode of the Beautifully Misconstrued podcasting platform, I will be discussing the impact of childhood trauma on African-American women as it affects their dating lifestyle. So just an FYI, what I usually plan on doing as I discuss the topic for each episode, first I will discuss the problem that aligns with the topic that is being discussed within each episode. And then from there, at the very end, I will be discussing possible solutions for the problem that was previously discussed earlier in the episode. If you have any questions or comments or would like to reach out to me personally, please don't hesitate to leave your thoughts or concerns below this episode, or you can send me an email at 
felicia13heart at gmail.com. The link for the email address will be in the description box below. Thank you so much for tuning in, beauties. I hope you enjoy the content that I will be discussing throughout this episode. The late and great Maya Angelou once stated, History, despite its wrenching pain, cannot be unlived, but if faced with courage, need not be lived again. So I'm noticing a lot of people within today's society will wonder why African-American women have a hard time choosing the right kind of men to date and why the younger generation of African-American women are so complacent with being the baby mama or normalizing the fact that they have to bend over backwards to raise their children on their own. African-American women accepting this type of behavior can be very detrimental to their mental health and their overall well-being of being a woman and being able to show up as their authentic self as a mother to their children. The modern family unit is diminishing within the African-American community as well. And a lot of African-Americans, particularly African-American women, are not wanting to become married and start a family and have their happily ever after. Or, now that I think about it, does having a happily ever after even exist anymore? Personally, I always dreamed of having the beautiful picture-perfect wedding, of me wearing a beautiful white gown and professing the love that I have for my future husband, for better or worse, in front of our family and other loved ones, and being able to build a family within a marriage. And I still want that type of life for myself one day, you know? I always wanted to have a lakeside type of wedding in a park or so and everyone is watching me and my future husband you know saying our vows to each other in a gazebo or something and you know I'm I'm a very outdoors nature type of person so that's always been the type of wedding that I wanted to have for myself and I still do want to have that one day and I believe that I will have that picture perfect wedding one day if I do what I'm supposed to do to make that happen. I really think within today's media and the type of music that we're listening to and the narrative that social media puts out there makes it okay for young African-American women to belittle themselves with accepting whatever type of man comes their way and this is very very sad to me. Personally, it really affects me since I'm a young African-American woman growing up into today's society. And I want to see all African-American women overcome the adversities that they are consistently being faced with. You know, I also see a lot of young African-American women glamorizing the fact that they're a man's side chick or being proud of becoming the fifth or tenth baby mama or being at odds or even fighting with the side chick or the baby mama over a man that nine times out of ten really doesn't care about them or the African-American women that think they're only good enough to sell their bodies to men, either through stripping, prostituting, or human trafficking, or gold digging. Wait, 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 before I continue, <laughs> a thought just came to my mind. <clears throat> so now that I also think about it, I don't even really hear the term gold digging anymore. You know, like, I think the last time I heard the term gold digger was in the early 2000s when I was a little kid, you know, it just... 
it just makes me think of that song Gold Digger by Kanye West and Jamie Foxx, I think. And then they had like Ray Charles singing on top of like the chorus part, the Gold Digger part. <laughs> but anyways, I see a lot of young African-American women covering up certain unhealthy traits that align with the term gold digger by scamming men or normalizing doing sexual things that may go against their values and morals just to get the quote-unquote bag from these men and that personally is no different than being a gold digger but a lot of people don't want to talk about that or even bother acknowledging it so it won't make them feel uncomfortable or demeaning themselves in any type of way you know my motto is speaking truth to power i will acknowledge inappropriate things that may make people feel uncomfortable so sorry not sorry if i offend anyone but like i stated before this is an open conversation that will help bring awareness to the unhealthy behaviors that contribute to bad dating habits for african-american women so what is childhood trauma? Hmm. The National Institute of Mental Health USA defines childhood trauma as the experience of an event by a child that is emotionally painful or distressful, which often results in lasting mental and physical effects. So the first problem that we'll be discussing as it relates to how African-American women's childhood trauma can have a major effect on their dating lifestyle as they age into their adolescent years and adulthood is the lack of an African-American woman having their biological father or father figure being present in their childhood. So the Kids Count Data Center in 2019 founded that 64% of African-American children in the United States are growing up in single-parent households. The lack of an African-American woman having a healthy and open relationship with their biological father can be very detrimental to her life, especially as she picks and chooses the type of men to enter into a relationship with. An African-American woman's biological father will be the first man to show her what it's truly like to receive love from a man and be treated like the queen she really is. Without an African-American woman's biological father being present in her life, it will affect her mentally and emotionally, especially as she starts to enter the dating world. This is something that is very unfortunate and it just happens way too much within today's society since there are a lot of young black women who are easily misguided due to the lack of their biological fathers playing a significant role in their lives. Even if an African-American woman does have a father figure in their lives during their childhood, yes, that man can be a positive role model for that young lady, but he will never be able to take the place of her biological father, unfortunately. Without an African-American woman being able to have her biological father present in her life, it may lead to her being confused as she grows into adulthood since she does not know where the other side of her paternal roots may come from, which can leave a big hole in her heart where her father should be. That will then lead her into crying out for that daddy masculine energy as she starts to enter the dating world, which will most likely occur during her adolescent years. 
more than likely, unfortunately, young teenage African-American women who are affected by the condition that I like to call daddyless syndrome are more likely to date men who will not be the healthiest choice for them to date. You see, I find that a lot of African-American women who are in within their adolescent years will choose the type of men to date who are seen as having that bad boy type of image or the thug or the street or hood guy since that type of demeanor is appealing to young vulnerable african-american women who did not have their biological father present in their lives even for the young African-American women who did grow up with their biological father being present in their lives or who remain married to their biological mothers still may suffer from the daddyless syndrome. Just because that those African-American women who had their biological fathers present in their lives doesn't necessarily mean that their father will be emotionally present with them. PBS.org stated that creating an emotionally supportive home means giving your child a safe place to verbalize and process all of her emotions, not just the positive ones. It also means listening more than you speak and resisting the urge to fix. I believe that it's very crucial for the African-American biological fathers or father figures who are present in their young daughter's lives to allow their daughters to have a safe space to become emotionally vulnerable with them. I believe that if a young African-American woman does not feel emotionally safe with their father, will not know how to effectively express their emotions in a healthy way with the men that they choose to date. You know, I have learned that most men, especially African-American men, portray the masculine mentality of being the fixers or doers whenever a dilemma may arise, which can lead them to becoming more aggressive when they are not in control of fixing or doing something about the problem at hand. But I believe that is not the most effective way to find a solution to the current problem that is occurring. This type of behavior from African-American men will more than likely lead an African-American woman to thinking it's so it's just okay to be emotionally absent with her partner and believe that it is not okay to be emotionally raw or may even start becoming overly aggressive with the type of behaviors that she may display with her partner when she is in an emotional uproar through either yelling, shouting, hitting, slapping, throwing things, etc. Okay, so now we're going to be moving into discussing possible solutions. It looks like I pretty much acknowledged most of the childhood traumatic problems that African-American women are being faced with within today's society as it relates to the lack of African-American women having their biological fathers being physically and emotionally present in their lives and how that may affect the type of relationships that African-American women choose to indulge in. The first solution as it relates to African-American women's biological fathers or father figures not being emotionally present with them. I believe it's very important that African-American fathers or father figures become emotionally present with their daughters when their daughters come to them for emotional support. 
African-American fathers should just learn to listen to their daughters and hold them or hug them when they're upset and let them know that their daddy is there for them. Even if it's something just as simple as their daughter falling off their bike, losing their best friend, receiving a bad grade on an assignment, or their very first heartbreak from a guy they were dating. Those type of dilemmas that little girls may face will yearn for their father being open with them. A second possible solution could be African-American women should understand that their bodies are not a commodity. Their bodies are ultimately a prized possession. African-American women should become aware of the fact that their mind, bodies, and souls are priceless, literally, and that they do not have to stoop to the lows of the lows by being complacent with taking raunchy or seductive photos and videos of themselves to post on the gram or taking off their clothes for money or better yet, straight up having sex for money. No matter how you decide to flip or twist the narrative, be woman enough to acknowledge the type of behaviors you're engaging in and learn how to be gentle with yourself so you can ultimately be able to be open to forgiving yourself as well we're all human and none of us i mean none of us are perfect we all have flaws that we deal with on a regular basis but just learning how to better yourself in the future is all that truly matters African-American women are precious and worth more than what's being put on display from the outside. Like the late and great Cicely Tyson once said, young black women, you are more than your thighs and your hips. You are beautiful, strong, and powerful. You know, <laughs> I'm a strong believer in all money and good money. Just because you may be getting financial benefits from engaging in sexual acts doesn't mean that you should sacrifice your own values and morals. And another thing, whatever happened to leaving what's under your clothes to an imagination? Shoot. <laughs> Believe it or not, guys like the chase. When they first meet a woman that they're seriously wanting to date, and if African-American women keep on giving up their bodies so quickly, how can you expect that man to have any respect for you? It is vital for African-American women to learn how to not allow men to take control of their lives and treat them like they're disposable objects. African-American women are valuable human beings and we should be treated with the utmost respect. A third possible solution could be African-American women learning to not settle with just being the side chick or the baby mama. Okay, so I cannot stress this enough, ladies. African-American women, please, I mean, please, I beg of you, please do not settle with just being the side chick or baby mama. Please strive for being the wife. Literally, please strive for being the wife. You know, just like I said earlier in the episode, let's stop acting like we don't want our happily ever after with the love of our lives. Let's be real with each other, ladies. We all want that beautiful wedding, picking out the gorgeous wedding dress that makes us feel like a princess and confessing the love that we have for our future husband at your wedding in front of our family and friends and loved ones and having that unconditional, everlasting love 
from our very handsome Prince Charming. And we all want that American dream of having a beautiful home to come to after a long day at work and seeing the beautiful smiles on our children's faces and receiving loving kisses and foot massages from your lovely husband and having the little puppy and the white picket fence. Look, sis, just acknowledge that we all want that life. Deep down inside, we all really do. I just find that a lot of African-American women subconsciously may think that they are not worthy of receiving that true unconditional love from their partners. I mean, don't get me wrong, though. Marriages are not always going to be picture perfect. But if you had the right man by your side who who will always love you in each and every way, you'll be destined for success within a marriage. And let's keep it real. We all don't realistically want three or four different baby daddies having to go back and forth about child support. Seeing that sad look on your children's faces and explaining why mommy and daddy live in separate houses or why daddy didn't come pick them up for the weekend like he said he would. Or better yet, explaining why your child's daddy isn't in their lives, period. We all want that unconditional love from our future Prince Charming that will become our future husbands. And believe it or not, us African-American women are worthy of being loved by a husband, not just a baby father. Just because your mom or your grandmother or aunt or cousin, whoever it is that you knew as being a single mother, doesn't mean that you have to strive for that as well. Tell that man, if you're worthy enough to plant the seed inside of me to bear your child, then you're worthy enough of having me be your wife one day, not just one of your baby mamas. If you're worthy enough to sign that lease or to allow me to move in with you, then I'm worthy enough of becoming your wife one of these days. These strings will be attached if you're getting a baby out of me. I'm also noticing that a lot of young African-American women are portraying these wife roles by living with their partner, cooking and cleaning for their partner, having access to their partner's bank account, or being an authorized user on their partner's bank cards, being the surrogate stepmom to their partner's children that they already have from previous relationships, or better yet, just having multiple kids with their partner and they're not married. You know, personally, I know a lot of women who have been with men for years on top of years and they have kid after kid with them, but they're not married. You know, the woman doesn't put enough pressure on the man to make him realize and see that I am worthy enough of being your wife. You know, I just ultimately think when African-American women allow themselves to just be the baby mama, they're allowing themselves to just settle with being a man's option while still playing the wife role. I know some African-American women may be scared of putting that wife title on them from a legal perspective, but if you're woman enough to be with a man and to bear his children and live with him, you're more than enough to become his wife for life. Stop with just settling with being the life partner and embrace being the wife partner. And to the African-American women who are complacent with being the side chick or those wanting to be in competition with the wife or girlfriend, please understand that you are allowing that man to treat you no different than a doormat. 
realize that you do not have to put yourself in that type of position to be with a man who's already taken by another woman and it's not the other woman's fault it's his fault girl he's the one that you should be taking your anger out on or better yet just walk away and acknowledge that you are worthy of being with someone who genuinely loves you and only wants you and would never ever put you in the position with another woman that you have to get out of character with. A fourth possible solution could be how to overcome the daddy syndrome. African-American women that get into unhealthy relationship after unhealthy relationship, please understand that it's not doing African-American women no type of justice by dating these same type of men that have nothing to offer you in return. And sometimes I find that some African-American women who has suffered from the daddy syndrome may be subconsciously seeking a partner to help fix their traumatic experiences from not having their biological father or a father figure during their childhood. And honestly, it's not your partner's job to ultimately be your therapist. I feel like It's not fair to your partner for you to show up in the relationship as being damaged and putting your inner insecurities onto that other person that you're dating. Before African-American women rush into these relationships that they get into, it's very important that they work on healing themselves by seeking out therapy options so that they can learn how to effectively overcome the emotional and mental crises that had occurred in one's life. Therapy can also allow African-American women who had endured traumatic experiences by acknowledging and accepting the type of traumatic experiences that occurred during their childhood due to having the lack of their biological father or having a father figure being present in their lives. Therapy will help African-American women regain control of their lives and learn how to make successful dating choices so that they can become their authentic self within their relationships and build a healthy, solid foundation with their partner. The Residential Treatment Center, Casa Palmera, stated, When you're a victim, the past is in control of your present. But when you've conquered your pain, the present is controlled by you. There may always be a battle between past and present, but as long as you're willing to let go of the old defenses and crushes you used as a child to navigate your trauma, you will be able to reclaim control of your life now and heal your pain. African-American women should also thoroughly think about the type of men that they are choosing to be in relationships with. African-American women should ask themselves this million-dollar question. Will this man be a good husband and a good father to our kids? Let me re-say that again. African-American women should ask themselves this million-dollar question that I'm going to restate. Will this man be a good husband and a good father to our kids? That's a very, very, very important aspect that should be taken into consideration as African-American women start dating, especially if they grew up without their biological fathers in their lives and saw how that impacted their mental and emotional well-being. I'm pretty sure that African-American women 
would want the best for their children that they bring into this world. So why not make sure that the man that you're currently dating will be able to give you and your potential children the love and support that we all deserve? This may sound cliche to some, but make the list. I'm going to repeat that again. Make the list of what you actually want in a future husband and really see if the men that you are choosing to date will be able to offer you nothing but the best. Now, no one is going to be perfect, but the list can help you narrow down the things that are the most important for you to have and want within the men that you are choosing to date. Later on within the series and future episodes, I will be discussing how to make a template for the list of what an African-American woman should have and want within the men she chooses to seriously date. But for instance, if a man that you're dating already has a whole bunch of other children with multiple women, what realistically makes you think he's going to be able to fully commit to being a full-time father and husband to you and the child that you both may have together? And to be honest, the only person who's going to be truly suffering in the end is that innocent child of yours. Like I stated before, African-American women and their offspring deserve the best of the best. I'm pretty sure that you want a full-time father and husband for you and your child that can help you with waking up in the middle of the night to change those dirty diapers and make the bottles for the baby, tuck the children in at night each night before they go to bed, help the children with their homework, be able to pick the children up or drop them off at school in the mornings, be able to be at graduations and proms, etc. It really matters. I'm pretty sure a lot of women who have already done it alone, realistically would not want to do it all over again alone. Trust me, everything that glitters is not always gold. And another thing to keep in mind as well, keep your private relationships and family issues off of social media, please. Everyone doesn't need to have access to your personal life and you don't want to bring a certain type of negative energy into your space, especially if there are innocent children involved. All of that drama can have a major impact on your child's psyche and their overall well-being. And that pretty much sums up all of the information within this episode. So the overall message that my viewers should be able to take away from the information that I was presenting within this episode is that African-American women, please understand that we can overcome the stigmas that society places onto us and that we are amazing in every sense of the way. Being beautifully misconstrued as an African-American woman in society is really tough and can become very overwhelming to always having to stoop to the lows of the lows to have our voices heard so we can be understood by the rest of society. We are beautiful, intelligent, strong, and powerful women who have a lot to offer to the world. We're more than just sex objects or baby-making machines or doormats. We don't have to go out looking for the love that we did not receive from our fathers. We can learn how to forgive our absentee fathers for missing out on the remarkable woman that we are and be able to shift that energy into having love and admiration for ourselves. We are resilient. 
Please stay tuned for the second episode of this series that will be about childhood trauma as it relates to the type of relationship an African-American woman has with her biological mother and the type of men an African-American woman's mother chooses to date and how that can have an impact on their daughters. Thank you so much for tuning into the Beautifully Misconstrued podcast. I hope you all enjoyed the content that was being discussed in this episode. Please remember that as African-American women are worthy of receiving the love and respect that we all yearn for within our relationships. We just have to remember to be strategic with the type of decisions that we're making and be willing to love ourselves first so that we won't end up making the same mistakes in our next relationships. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please don't hesitate to leave your thoughts in the comment section below. Or if you want to reach out to me personally, you can send an email to felicia13heart at gmail.com or you can follow me on instagram at by.felicia everything will be linked down below in the description box please stay tuned for the next episode talk to you later beauties